Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And well, we're not quite on the road, but we're in the middle, almost to the end, I should say, of our spring business meeting. And we've wrapped up the student competition, which has went uh, very, very well. And I've had a chance now, I'm sitting down with one of the young surveyors that been tromping around through DC for, for several days, the scavenger hunt and the field exercises. And so, you know what? I've been wanting to sit down and chat with her for a while now because she's an interesting personality. And I really, really enjoy talking with her because of just uh, really the, the intelligence she brings to the conversation. So, Megan Bethune, no, Megan Thune. Belargen. Belargen. Told you I'm bad about these things. I'm it's a okay. visual. It's okay. It's I'm a visual person. So, welcome. Thank I you. Appreciate you coming all the way from Wisconsin, um, <laughs> and, and you know we we've talked about before how you've you're following in the footsteps of some strong, strong personalities coming out of Wisconsin of the female persuasion that I uh, really lots of good friends uh, that I have, and so I'm just. Glad to have you on. Thank you for coming on, coming and uh, sitting down and chatting with me. So, I guess first off, we got to say who is Megan, and where do you come from? Where's your education? What are you doing? And how the hell did you end up being a surveyor? I, I really appreciate you inviting me on the show. I've been, I've been really excited about this for a really really long time, and I really want to jump in with both feet to the whole organization aspect of surveying. Um, my name is Megan Thune Bellargen. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up in Milwaukee, born and raised in Milwaukee. As far back as my lineage that I know, yeah. it's nice. all Milwaukee. Um, so you're a Brewers fan? Big Brewers fan. Okay. Big Packers fan. Big Bucks. <laughs> yes. Um, that, that was a right or a wrong answer in my childhood. Yes. Not a choice. Yes. <laughs> um, I... I went to a suburb of Milwaukee for my first 12 yeah. years of school. I, I actually went to Greenfield High School. Oh, yeah, Greenfield, okay. Um, which is which is a suburb, so I didn't have to go to MPS. Um, <laughs> yes. And when I, I, I knew for a very, very long time that I really wanted to go into the engineering field. When I was a little girl, I played with ropes. I played with pulleys. I did simple machines in the backyard. Nice. That, that was my independent game of choice um was was playing with simple machines and pulleys and ropes i would i would wrap up my whole room in, in nice. all of these contraptions um so so somebody said the word engineer from for from a very young age and i knew and and so i looked into that for a very long time and i looked into mapping briefly and then realized that cartography was basically gone with um google and, and kind of brushed over that for not very long. Um, 
but but that was something I looked into but thought it wasn't really a career. Um, I I was part of um, Milwaukee School of Engineering is a private private mm-hmm. school in Milwaukee. Good school. They, it's a great school. They mm-hmm. they sponsor a high school program called Project Lead the Way. Oh, and yes. so through yes. I was I was involved in Project Lead the Way all through high school. And so my CAD experience starts from when I was a freshman in high school. Wow. Cool. And and kept growing from there. And I, I took all of those classes. That was that was one of my very favorite teachers of all time was my engineering teacher, Mr. Roshan. Um and those were male-dominated classes, which was just fine with me. Um, <laughs> Mr. Roshan made sure they knew that I was kicking butt just like they were. Good, um, good. And I was still undecided at the end of high school what branch of engineering I might want to go into. And my mom my mom um, had secondary education. My dad went to trade school. My dad um, was a, a welder, um, a HVAC technician. Um, and so I, I had a pretty good understanding of all of my options and sure. knew that college sure. wasn't the only answer, but I, I wanted to start out right away because I didn't want to take a gap year. So I went to UW-Waukesha, which is a, yes. a two-year college. I figured I can start on some general education while I still figure out who I am and maybe I'll figure out what branch of engineering I want to go into before... I spend a ton of money in a direction that might not be the right direction. Um, and I was also in some of their pre-college programs, so I already knew faculty on campus. Oh, nice. Um, I had a job from day one of freshman year. I absolutely loved my time at UW-Waukesha, um, and I finished with an associate's degree with an emphasis in engineering. Um, I took a couple of engineering classes there. Still, at, at, in my final semester, I still really didn't know what branch I wanted to go into. I kind of liked civil, but I'm not really good at physics. And, um, you know, I, I had been introduced to structural. MSOE has an architectural engineering right. program, which is something that's only offered at two schools, which might say something about the job market. Um, so, so my entire plan after graduation was, well, I'll teach swimming lessons again this summer, and we'll see what happens in September, I guess. Um, that, that was my entire plan. And one of the faculty members on campus said, Megan, you, you know AutoCAD. Do you have some decent experience? And I said, yeah, I, I have quite a bit of experience with AutoCAD. Um, I, I started in high school. Why? And she said, well, my husband really needs needs some help at work my husband would really like to hire somebody that knows some AutoCAD and I said okay my first thought was it's in my job field ish Mm -hmm. I I I would love a job that's not swimming lessons um even though I love that job too (laughs) um and so she said well let me call him up right now and I was like, I don't know about right now. And she's like, no, right now. I'll, I'll let him know that you have some AutoCAD experience. I told him I would talk to you. And I was like, okay, sh- sh- sure. I guess I'll talk to someone new on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, No pressure. Exactly. I, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I knew I would be using AutoCAD. That's the extent of what I knew. And um, he said, well, we, we have a land surveying firm. What, what do you really have experience in? And I told him what I had experience in because I still didn't know what I was signing up for. Um, and he said, okay, well, I, I can get you in on Friday. Can, can you come in on Friday for an interview at um, BW Surveying? 
And I said, sure. And I hung up the phone and I was thrilled that I had an interview. And I said, I, I, I told myself I should probably figure out what survey means before Friday. <laughs> and I didn't do that homework. And I showed up for the interview, still didn't know what surveying was. He said, well, here's how Civil 3D works. Um, my the, the owner, Bob Wetzel, he said, here's, here's how Civil 3D works. Here's a survey plat. We, we need this redrawn into Civil 3D so we can create some field notes. If you can redraw this survey, you're, you're, you, this um, subdivision plat, you're good. And I said, do you want to see my resume? And he said, no. And I said, okay. Wow. And then he came back a couple minutes later and said, you know, my wife's probably going to want to look at that. I should probably grab a copy for my wife because <laughs> she's going to ask. And then every couple of minutes, he would come over and answer a question that was answered by my resume. Because he would rather have a conversation than yes. read a, a piece of paper that I worked so hard on. Um, <laughs> and he's he's not the most social butterfly, but he was really trying. I clearly did not fit in in that space, but he hired me because I was able to redraw the subdivision. Wow. Um, and then I he said, can you start on Monday? And I was like, sure. And then I really decided that I should figure out what surveying was. <laughs> and yeah. I... I it was frustrating at first. I had a lot of frustrated days, but I really think I got a solid foundation from that jumping in with both feet environment and blindfolded, and completely blindfolded. Um, it it was the owner, my coworker, who was the um, who knew, was associated with the faculty member. The owner's wife did the books, and that was it. That was the entire company. Wow. I was told that he cleaned off this desk because I was showing up. Because <laughs> the desk had been full of stuff for years. Oh, that's funny. Um, and they made sure the computer worked before I came in. Um, and then I, I was going in, because I was still in school, I was wrapping up school, and so I would come in and I would draft. I would mostly draft for the field notes so that I had a good safety and it didn't have to be checked too thoroughly um and i i developed great relationships with those two um nice. and then eventually i got to start doing field work um i wasn't running the gun but i i okay i think there's a pipe over here how about you dig for a while well i go do more topo which made the most sense and okay we're gonna go shoot this section corner okay i need you to set up the instrument okay I need you to sketch up the house. I I can't tell you how many houses I've taped. Mm -hmm. um, all right, we're we're staking out this house. I need you to pound the hub so that we can go faster. And um, you so earned, you earned your stripes. I I was the muscle in that company. <laughs> I tell you what, I I feel like I was the muscle. I was not, but I was. Um, and I I worked my butt off and I figured it out and. Um, eventually I was drawing plats. I would draw whatever the putziest plat was, whatever the other two didn't want to draw. Mm -hmm. um, something that's really common in Wisconsin is impervious surface. Right. Where you have, and, and especially if they're thinking about rebuilding or adding, you need to calculate the right. square footage of every piece of material so that they know what to take out in order to add. And that was my favorite kind of map. And they didn't like drawing those. Oh, so wow. I was I would you geek found, out you on impervious surface. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I I have a lot of there's a lot of maps on the county sites that have my initials on them. Nice. And I I thought that was just the greatest. And and then I decided I was serious enough that I would 
go to school. I started going to MATC. Mm -hmm. I already had an associate's degree, so I knew I just needed the credits. I did a ton of research because I worked in the registration office at Waukesha. I, I, I know that I need to plan this out the right way. Right. Um, and so I am in my now after several, I started that in 2021, um, in the spring of 2021, and I graduate in May with a technical diploma in surveying and mapping, nice. which is just a name for you took all the survey credits that were offered. Sure. Um, which is quite an accomplishment. And then I have my FS scheduled for June. Very good. Very good. Um, I would like to talk about your involvement with the Young Surveyors Network with uh, Wisconsin. They've had a strong network for m many years. Um, I mean, I think back to my days. I mean, the first time I met Allison Tierney back uh -huh. in back in San Diego at the National 2014, and uh, it's just always been so strong since then. Uh, I guess, how did you find out the Young Surveyors Network, and did I? I have to ask. Did did any of those people really engage with you right away and really encouraged you to jump right in? So I. I went to my first institute, my first conference in 2022, last year. Okay. Um, so I, I jumped in with both feet again. Um, and I, I have to admit that it was more welcoming because I knew it was run by girls right away. I, I did all the research I could to figure out what to get involved in because all of the experience I had and everything I knew about surveying was from exactly two people. And I wanted to learn more. What do other offices look like? Sure. How do they organize their stuff? Um, what are the other branches of surveying? How how can I how can I learn more and expand my experience? Um, I loved the experience I had, but I, I wanted more. Um, I was I was really excited that I had found something that I could be passionate about and had a real job market That's and that great. I could make a decent living at. Um, and I, I said, oh, this is free. I'll just put in my information and join the email list. I'll just keep joining the email list. And um, then I saw that the president was Nettie, a girl. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what we wear to a conference. It, it can't be workwear. My workwear has all got orange paint on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't but, know. It is Wisconsin. <laughs> but I don't want to be overdressed either. Right. Um, Good call. And, and if this is a networking opportunity and certainly a new social situation, I, I, I just want to be more comfortable and know what to pack. And I emailed Nettie. I was like, this is kind of a weird question, and so I'm sorry to bother you, but what do we wear? What, what is the most formal and the least formal of, of this three-day event? And she, she got back to me that day mm -hmm. and said, you know, that's not the weirdest question. I, I can totally see where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. And I, I can see how you don't want to wear your work attire, but also you're not wearing office clothes to mm -hmm. a two-man office. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And, and she explained to me, this is what I wear. This is what a bunch of people our age wear. This is the lowest that anybody wears, and this is the highest for the banquet. Um, and, and she explained everything to me, and I was like, okay, I feel a lot better about walking into this. You know, I feel I feel a lot more confident. And I went my, to my first YSN meeting, which is always the first day of the Wisconsin right. Conference. 
Um, I was probably at that meeting. There's a good chance. <laughs> I think I was. I, I, I saw a whole lot of new faces that day, I have to be mm-hmm. honest. And she introduced herself as Nettie, and Allison introduced herself. Allison, That was Allison's very last. She said, I am aged out. This is, this yeah. is it. Um, so I came in as she was leaving, which I, I think that's kind of interesting as well. Maybe that was fate. But um, yeah. I at, at the end of the meeting, I, I'm a pretty confident person. So I, I walked up. I said, hi, my name is Megan. I emailed you several weeks ago. I just wanted to introduce myself and shake your hand. And she said, of course, I remember your email. You know, that's, that's really great. That's exciting. And, and welcome to the industry. And we... Um, we talked about nothingness for a little bit and I got to talk to Allison and okay I've already made friends on the first day okay I'm in a good spot um and I I've been email I've been emailing back and forth with Nettie and Nettie saw pretty pretty quickly that I was serious and that Mm -hmm. I wanted to get involved um but she also knew that well because I'm new to the industry I can't afford a lot of time um right because that's just not what my position is right now um and and she's always been very respectful of that and i i went to the camping trip and i try to join as many meetings as i can um and i've i've seen allison several times on a one-on-one basis i've hung out at her house we're we're really good friends good and i i aspire to fill their shoes there's no way i possibly ever could because they're such incredibly oh. powerful women but i i aspire to fill their shoes well good good well one thing i guess i have to ask that well i don't have to i'm going to ask is that obviously jumping into this especially your first experience with a small company mm-hmm. this is a very male dominated field um i guess you, you're you you come across. I mean, you are a very strong-willed person, which Thank is you. which is fantastic. Um, what kind of challenges have there been, and basically the reception you've gotten into this male-dominated field? That I do think the tide is turning, and I think you're part of that wave of change. But obviously, there's always some pushback in some places. Yeah, um, I I really haven't gotten anything negative from any surveyor at all. It's, it's been really open, really welcoming. And Good. obviously, I understand, even because I wanted to go into engineering for so long, I tried to start prepping myself at a young age that somebody's going to tell me I don't belong here, and that's okay, and I will keep going through it. Um, and not one surveyor has come up to me and said anything remotely similar to that. And it's not, it's not that the industry isn't welcoming. It's, it's that this isn't popular among women, right. which is fine. That's not, it's not because it's not welcoming. It's just not popular, which right. is fine. It's not, it's not anyone's fault. It's kind of like men in nursing. Exactly. It's just like men in nursing or men in teaching. Yeah, um, exactly. Yes. Men in teaching. That's, that's a good point too. So no, that, that's good. And I'm glad that, uh, that you, you found it. It has been, been, been pretty receptive but but you're right it's just um it should it should be more normalized and i'm hoping it becomes more normalized but you're right because it is such a minority number of women coming in of course it's just an out numbers like oh you gotta really want to do this because you're here and most of what i've dealt with isn't anger it's just ignorance 
Right. I would right. answer the phone at the company and they would say, well, I, I just wish I could speak to the person that's going to be out here. And I say, I'm probably going to be out there unless I'm throwing up. I'm going to be out there. And they're like, oh, right. oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Right. You know, and, and that's just ignorance. They weren't being rude. Um, well, I've gotten a lot of the you must be the secretary mm-hmm. on the phone. And, um, you know, when when the concrete guy comes up to me on the job site, he's like, OK, well, where's the surveyor? I haven't I haven't seen him yet. And I'm like, I'm right here. You know, what do you need? I'm trying to help. That's good. Well, but like I said, and in, in you've got a, a great personality for not being sheepish and not being being a wallflower and once it's yep i'm the surveyor what needs to get done let's get it done so that's awesome that's really good um i want to jump back into your your educational experience a little bit because that's that's how you came across my radar was this wonderful paper you wrote and tell us a little bit about the paper itself and the inspiration for writing uh uh, just a very thorough and very well put together document and uh, th- that I, I really want the listeners to go look up. Um, I'll, I'll be honest right up front. It was a school assignment. I didn't do that off a whim. No, that's okay. <laughs> but but um, you were inspired to do it. I, I wrote the paper for a class called Legal Elements. Um, my, my teacher gave us several topics to choose from and I started doing some research on some of the topics and found that it wasn't really, a- adverse possession isn't really applicable in Milwaukee, not in a city. Right. It just doesn't make sense. And so I couldn't really find a whole lot of examples of it that sure. were relevant to me. And I was like, I really want to do something that's relevant to me. And in at BW, we we worked in Racine, Kenosha, and Walworth counties, which right. is um, which is south, the most southeast corner of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of lakes, and there's a lot of lake property, and those were always really interesting, especially the legal aspect, because my my boss was very clear this this is this is the more touchy, this is the more likely to get sued. Right. You gotta be careful about what you say, especially on a lakefront property. Um, and so I always thought that was really interesting. And I was like, well, you know, I've always been curious about boathouses because boathouses are right on the water. And so much of what we deal with is how strict the setback is off the water. How the hell did anybody ever build on the water? Right. It doesn't make any sense. And so I decided I would research both houses in Wisconsin, which fell under the riparian rights category. Yep. Um, and I was like, well... You know, how am I going to approach this? And I started looking up building regulations. I decided right off the bat, I'm not going to go all the way down to villages and cities. I'll do all the counties. And I was like, there must be like 30 counties in Wisconsin. That'll be manageable. Yeah. There are 74. <laughs> yes. There are 74 counties in Wisconsin. So that was my first 74 sources right off the bat. Because I looked up every building regulation for every county. Wow. And I started to make a packet. And it was... It was really interesting. There was a very clear... The DNR created a model for the building regulations about boathouses because obviously overall it's controlled by the DNR. Right. Um, but um, I, I looked up the regulations for all the counties and it was interesting to see which counties were more strict and which counties were less strict and went with just the model and left it at that. And um, 
a lot of the rules are trying to prevent you from making it a living space. Right. Make sure that you're accomplishing the goal of a boathouse and not going around the rules and using this as a loophole. And I found that really interesting in the way they were trying to do that. There's there's rules about the square footage of the windows and what side they can be on. Mm-hmm. And all of this real, you know, nitpicky stuff, which I understand what they're trying to accomplish. I'm not knocking them. But it, it was really interesting. And so I decided I would compile all of this data in a big spreadsheet and start to spit out some averages and see, see what I can find. Um, and that way it's relevant to all of Wisconsin because I used all of the counties and the existing, a, a big, a big, I won't say loophole, but a big way to help maintain the existing boathouses is if they are historic landmarks. Ah, That's a good okay. way to advocate for your boathouse and explain why you should get to maintain it mm-hmm. is if they're national or state um, historical markers. And so I started to research that, which was another couple of sources. And all of the DNR stuff was several sources. So I ended up with over 100 sources, cited sources. My my source cited page was longer than the paper. Sure, sure. Um, which I was pretty impressed with myself about. But it was about. thorough. But it was thorough. I, I was a, and, and I wanted it to be an approachable paper. I sure. wanted to educate people who oh i want to i want to build a boathouse and just explain like mm, you're really not supposed to and they don't really don't want you to because it's so close to the water right well and it's it's interesting to me because i lived just on the south side of the the state line in illinois for for many years and i'm i'm very familiar with kind of the history the lineage of all of the people from chicago that for decades have went up into Wisconsin, had uh-huh. their had their cottages, had uh-huh. their boat lake houses, uh-huh. boat houses, what have you. So to see to see what you've done research on, like you said, the historical aspect and how all of these things came about, um, yeah, it really struck a chord with me because uh, you know, being being like I said, being in the northeast corner of Illinois with the chain of lakes and Fox River and, and all the little lakes uh, up in Wisconsin which were the you know the, the the rich Chicago people getaways. You know back in the day, I can I could I could just I can understand and and appreciate the research you did about these significant structures on these lakes because these are places that have been in families for years. Uh-huh. And it's it's I like I said I was very impressed by the the amount of research that you went through and really did a thorough job of of telling the story. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I I think I enjoyed it a little more than I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's one of the only papers I started when it was assigned, um, probably. But, I, again, that's, that's the building regulations. All of the experience I had looking at building regulations was from BW. That was something I would do to help set up the job file. And I think that's part of, you know, I think what intrigued me about meeting you, talking uh-huh. with you, because I think... You know, we still have this, I won't say this stigma, but it's still, people still think, the general public still thinks it's, yes, uh, old man standing on the side of the road with a, with a camera taking pictures. Uh-huh. What you're talking about, the research and all of the, these, the legal aspects, uh-huh. this is part of surveying. This uh-huh. is all part of some of the things that we do that we delve into. And 
to see you get geeked out about about this type of a topic um, is really cool. Is really cool because it is a strong part of what we do. And um, I, you know, we've had conversations over the last couple of weeks with several people. You know, talking about you know even the the, the, the intricacies of a, a land title survey uh-huh. and how. A lot of surveyors don't take them as serious as they should because of the legal in- intricacies. And um, I see with you early on, you get it, and that's really, really cool. So I'm, I'm glad you found that 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 thing that excites you. I mean, besides the the career, just just little things like that, that excites you. It it was a fun research project. I I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Well, good, good. Uh, any any of your other classes that have really kind of uh, struck a good chord with you that you can think of off the top of your head or are you you ready to be done with school I don't don't know if I want to say I'm itching to be done with school I've had one one professor Mr. David Langhoff throughout throughout my entire schooling that's the only survey professor throughout um, at at Milwaukee Area Technical College and he's been a huge inspiration to me he really helped me put my experience in perspective because I was at a small company. I didn't know where my experience really, how, how it measured against other people my age, other companies, other technicians. I, I, I didn't know. And I didn't realize when I started school that I was one of the only people that had any experience in the field. Oh, okay. And he was super excited about that right off the bat. I would, I, he he loved that I would I would come to class and Dave 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 look at this pipe I found, you won't believe it. And I explained the whole thing to him and this is why I looked for it here and this that and the other thing and I had to break a root in order to get to it and mm-hmm. and he he just loved every minute of that. Well, there is there's something I won't say therapeutic. There's just something something about a good boundary search and finding finding a few markers especially some of the older ones and knowing that you are truly retracing another surveyor's footsteps it's just uh-huh. yeah there's there's just something so cool about it and and it's satisfying to know i found it i'm doing the right thing i'm yes. i'm on the right page yes exactly so i guess uh, the question i have is you're going to get wrapped up with school What's next for Megan? What uh, what short term career goals do you have? What are you looking to to get out of your surveying career? Right now, I work for Ayers Associates because um, oh, yes. because Bob Wetzel retired fi- finally um, after many years of putting it off, um, and so I work for Ayers Associates. I I started working for Ayers in anticipation of his retirement. Um, and I wanted to get a different Ayers is a big company yeah, especially good, good size yes especially compared to the two-man office i was coming from <laughs> and so i wanted a difference in experience and boy did i get it because they they do more construction staking and i read a lot of like online forums and stuff mm-hmm. and they're like da, 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 curb staking staking curb red white red um whisker blue whisker and i don't know what any of these things mean <laughs> and i feel like i should in order to be a good surveyor and so I started working at Ayers and I I've gotten some different experience in a company that has an HR department and more minds to bounce ideas off of and it's been a good experience so far and I got what I wanted I got a much different experience and I I hope it makes me a good surveyor but um 
right right now my big focus is just getting my license i really want to get my license um a a close associate of mine put it off for a really long time and because he put it off so long it's getting harder to because the rules change and so i Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to rush into it but i just want to make sure i don't put it off right I, i just want to make sure i'm i'm crossing my t's and dotting my i's and and getting that done i obviously experience continuing to get experience will always be valuable whether i have a license or not but um i i just i'm really focused on getting my license right now that's good that's my main thing good for you and uh my money's on you you'll get it done you'll get it done in good time so uh typically the question i i ask especially from everyone from different perspectives and different viewpoints uh, you know everybody's worried about what's coming around the around the around the next curve what's the future of surveying look to Megan I think I I've heard a lot of theories about where it's going that I think are interesting to consider but I I I don't really think about what I think is going to happen I think about what we can do about it what we can do about the bad possibilities um and and just focusing on outreach like i said i had no idea what surveying was and if i had known what mm-hmm. surveying was i would have jumped on that in a heartbeat as a kid i would draw up maps i would invent i didn't know at the time but subdivisions they sure. were totally fictional and had castles and stuff but i thought i was doing architecture because there were buildings but i was not i was i was creating maps and i thought that map making was gone with the wind right. and i didn't have an interest in any and field of engineering that involved physics, which turns out is an awful lot of them. Right. Um, I, I just wish I would have known. And, and being in a residential area and going through people's backyards, well, what's a surveyor? And why do you have a shovel? And why are you in my backyard? And I, I think it would just do really good to spread the word and get more surveyors in in the backgrounds of tv shows everybody knows what a lawyer is everybody knows what a doctor is everybody knows what a teacher is it it should just be more common knowledge that that's been that's that's a unique answer and i can't think of one i've heard yet that's been so spot on that yes i think it's strong i think we're going to be do good things the technology is going to continue to grow but um, you are spot on, and I think that is a, to me, what little bit I've gotten to know you so far, that is a stereotypical Megan answer because you're you're you are seeing things uh, through your lenses, and that's a great answer because we do need to we do need to change the narrative a little bit and change people's perspectives on who we are, and um, just like your license, my money's on you, so. Megan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Tim. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, it's been fun to get to know you a little more over the last couple of days. And uh, I I just, I think our paths are going to cross a few more times before it's all said and done. And uh, I should hope so. We wish you the best. Thank you. Well, that'll wrap us up for this week of Surveyor Says. Uh, If you like, like us, hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, 
please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.